Hey, Shalom, this is Eliyahu Yasharal, founder of JustTheWord.org, and I want to welcome and thank you for joining us today. This podcast is designed for those seeking scriptural truth amidst the many, many teachings out there. You may get more teachings on JustTheWord.org. Now here's your host, Eliyahu Yasharal. Hey, Shalom, everyone. And today we're going to look at the question, do we have free will? Do we have free will? Because um, there is a debate as to whether we really do have free will because the Most High is all-knowing and um, He predestinates things. So that means we have no free will whatsoever. But if we do not have any free will, Wouldn't it be unrighteous for him to judge us? How could he righteously judge us if whatever we do is fixed and we do not have any part in the matter? How can you judge me to do wrong if I could not choose to do that which is right? And that is where we start. 2 Corinthians 5.10 For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Messiah that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. So it is us who choose whether to do good or bad. The Most High is righteous and he cannot judge us if we did not have the will, the free will to make the choice. Acts 17.31 Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. So, this judgment is a judgment in righteousness. And it cannot be righteousness if people could not have made a choice. We have choices. That is why when he was given the law, he said, I put before you today, life and death, good and evil, choose life. Choose life that ye may live. Yes, it's a choice. Revelations 20 verse 12, it shows us that we shall all be judged in the end again for what we have done. And what we have done, of course, is a choice. And that choice comes from us having a will. Yes, whether to do right or wrong. Revelation 20.12 And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before Yahuwah, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. So according to the choices that they made, the dead will be judged. So according to the choices that they make, the dead will be judged. Revelation 20.13 And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. Again, according to the choices that they make, according to what they did. So how can we say there is no free will? Evil. In the account of Sodom and Gomorrah, we see a different side of the Most High that most people have not understood. The Most High is all-knowing, but He chooses not to know. 
especially when it comes to evil because of his mercy, because he holds back his wrath, so he chooses not to know. Many people have never really looked into this account that shows us a side of the Most High that most don't show us. Genesis 18.20 And Yahuwah said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. The Most High is all-knowing, but he sends his angel. This is an angel that he sent down. Right? And when the angel goes down, the angel speaks in the first person. I will go down now. Alright? So, when he sends messengers, just, just to um, add a little thing. When he sends messengers, those messengers speak in the first person as if they are Yahuwah. Which is how he sent his son. So, the fact that his son came and speaking... Um, and some would say, speaking as if it is him, it is actually the son, a different being. Just as when the angel comes down, the angel speaks um, as if he is Yahuwah speaking. Yes, but I am digressing. So let us go back to it. I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it. So it's saying he's going to go down and see whether they are doing uh, according to what has come to him. And he says, if they are not doing it, he will see, I will know. So he chose in the first place not to know, so that his wrath is not early um, poured out on them. That's how, that's how his mercy um, goes. You know, his mercy because he does not want to pour out his wrath, he keeps back his mercy. And he chooses not to know. So during that time, what Sodom and Gomorrah was guilty of, it was they were guilty of how they used the will, the free will that the Most High gave them. That is why when he sent there, he sent if there was any, not even, what was it, five righteous. Alright? So if there was even five who chose to do that which is right in his sight, he would not have wiped out Sodom and Gomorrah. That's according to his mercy and according to the free will that he gave them, whether they should choose good or choose evil. Yes? But, especially in our new covenant now, the free will now is darkened by verses like these that I'm going to use about being predestinated or predestined. Yes? People look at that and say, okay, we are predestined, so we have no free will. Alright, so we're going to see that we have to take things Precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. If we take this uh, a few verses together, and even a few ch chapters together, without looking at the context and without looking at the precepts that match it and sometimes seem to contradict it, then when we put it together, we get the understanding, alright? So we're going to look at the verses, a couple of verses that cause these problems. Ephesians 1.4 According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Yahusha Hamashiach to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So we, this is saying that we are predestinated. Predestinated means we were ordained before to do these things, but we're going to see that it has a deeper meaning than what it appears to have. 
Again in Ephesians 1.11, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So we are predestinated according to the purpose of the Most High. Romans 11.2, Yahuwah hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. So when we match up predestinated and foreknew, foreknew and predestinated actually mean the same, means the same thing. So we see that this actual matching verse is actually saying that it was Israel which he predestinated. Israel which he foreknew. Alright? Israel was predestinated. But if we go a few chapters later, we see Shaul issuing warnings to us. Because if we did not have free will, we were predestinated without a free will, then there would be no warning. It would mean that we were predestinated, so whatever has to happen, happens. And we have no control over it whatsoever. Alright? But this is not so when we go to Ephesians 4, 1. And we're going to see um, the, the meanings coming out as we go. Ephesians 4, 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the master, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to make the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There Shaul is preparing them, telling them, about walking and living in righteousness, living a right life. Verse 14, That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slate of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. To deceive. Yes, Shaul was saying that men will be lying in wait to deceive us with cunning craftiness. If we did not have free will, he would not be warning us. So what he's warning us to do is to beware of men with, with, with um, false doctrines and who will come with cunning craftiness. Beware. Beware of them. So it is through our free will when we hear them and we see them, then we will take heed. Alright? You have to have free will. We are not robots. The Most High did not create robots. Verse 17. This I say therefore and testified in the master that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Right there is telling us choose not to walk as other Gentiles walk. It is a choice. We can be believers and we go back and walk as we walked. But then we would be snared. But he's warning the Ephesians that they should not walk that way. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of Yahuwah through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. They're telling you what happened to the Gentiles, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned the Messiah. So it's saying those people did this, but you have not so learned Messiah. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in the Messiah. And then Shaul gives us instructions on our choices that we should make again. That he put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. So put off the old man that is a choice. You have a will whether you want to continue living as you used to live 
or you want to um, live a new life, become a new creation. That is a choice. That is free will, even though you have the spirit. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That is another choice. All right? This is called denying self. And that he put on the new man, which after Yahuwah is created in righteousness and true holiness. All right? We have the free will. We're going to see in the end that the free will that we have is to give up the free will. <laughs> That's it. That's why the apostle Shaul said, Shaul, a prisoner of the master. What does that mean? He means that he has given up his own free will and is now living according to the will of the master, Yahusha. All right? So it's not that we don't have free will as believers. It's that we have to give up our free will. We're going to see that um, a little further down. Wherefore, putting away lying. That means you have to decide through your free will that you will not lie anymore. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his, with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Now, if we did not have free will, Shaul would not have to be instructing us and advising us to make these proper choices. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Yes, change of life. Proper choices through the will that is in us. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister favor or grace unto the hearers. So we see how much instructions he is giving us to walk in righteousness. These are things he's telling us that these are what you need to choose to do. Choose these things. Verse 30, Ephesians 4. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of Yahuwah, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And we're going to see the operation of the Holy Spirit and our conscience later on to see how you can grieve the Holy Spirit. We are not programmed. We are given the Spirit and the Spirit helps us to make the choices and it urges us, but ultimately we are the ones who are making these choices. Grieve not the Holy Spirit whereby ye are sealed. It's, it's through the Holy Spirit, all right, that we are sealed unto the day of redemption. But we should not grieve it, all right? Or else, as it says in Hebrews 10, 26, if you sin willfully, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, all right? Because ye have grieved the Holy Spirit. Choices that we make, choices that we make, free will free will but we have to give up the free will in order to serve the messiah e ephesians 4 31 let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice you have to decide to put away all these things through your will and be ye kind one to another tender-hearted forgiving one another even as yahuwah for messiah's sake hath forgiven you all right so all of these things all of these things are choices through our will the most high 
gives us all the tools necessary, but it is ultimately us who have to take responsibility for our actions. When it is time for the judgment, we cannot stand before the Most High and say, Oh Father, I did not have my fr any free will. I ended up a sinner because I left myself up and said, I didn't have any free will, so it, it must be you that is leading me. Nothing like that. Alright? And if you sin as a believer, that is proof. Proof that there is free will. Because you chose to sin. The Most High, through His Holy Spirit, will not lead you to sin. Yes, because the Word says that the Most High does not tempt anyone. Alright? So you are tempted, as it said in James, when you are led away of your own lusts and desires. So it is a choice that you make when the lust and desires are presented before you that lead you to sin. Free will. But the only way to succeed, as I said, is to give up the free will. And we're going to see that in a few. Alright? So, even the Apostle Shaul was weary of him not being complacent because he could fall into destruction. 1 Corinthians 9.27 But I keep under my body and bring it under subjection. So this is what Shaul was telling us a while ago when he was giving the advice, you know. How to keep our bodies under subjection. Right? How to give up our free will and do the will of the Father. But I keep under my body and bring it under subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So if he didn't have free will, and he was called a mighty apostle of the Most High, why would he be afraid to have, to have preached and then end up a castaway? Because he knows that it is his will to do what he wants to do, and it, his future is determined by the choices that he makes. Simple. Right there. 1 Corinthians 9, 27. Read it and look at it properly. Roman, Romans 12, 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of Yahuwah, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto Yahuwah, which is your reasonable service. If we do not have free will, why do we have to present our bodies a living sacrifice? Because we have to give up our free will to do the will of the Father. That is what a living sacrifice is. Every single day, every single minute, you are a sacrifice unto the Most High in all the decisions that you make. Verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Yahuwah. So it's the renewing of the mind that will transform us. And this renewing of the mind, of course, is the giving up of our will. And in giving up that will, we will prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Yahuwah. And then we will also now have to decide whether we are going to do them. That's another thing. Alright? So even when we prove and know what is the perfect will, a lot of us decide to disobey. We know the truth, but we disobey. That is our will, our free will to obey or disobey. We don't come into the word or come into the truth or come into the faith and then we just automatically obey. No. So many of us will tell you that we knew this to be true and we don't move to do it. 
Sometimes the Most High himself has to mercifully put us through some rough things and, and end us getting up um, to do it. I remember when I was doing the street ministry, before the street ministry started, it came to me that I should do it. And I went dilly-dallying, dilly-dallying. And the Most High made my life a living hell. Every aspect of my, of my life fell. And he sent a prophetess to tell me that it is because I'm not doing what he wants me to do. All right? He did not program me to do it. But he sent it to me to do it. And I decided because of, I was in my comfort zone and because I was not comfortable going out on the street on my own, um, speaking to people, handing out flyers, I decided to you know, just not do it. And as soon as I did it, my whole life was restored and turned back around. So he showed me in several different ways that it was he that was doing it. We have the will. We have the choices. We are guilty of the choices that we made. Not only guilty, we are guilty or are made innocent depending on the choices that we make. So we are seeing that as true believers, it is not that we do not have free will, but that in order to serve Yahuwah and lay hold on eternal life, we have to give up our free will, which is why the Messiah said in Matthew 16, 24, Then said Yahusha unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his stake and follow me. This is it. Give up your free will. This is what Messiah is saying. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Give up your free will. Give up your desires, your lusts, your ambitions, everything. The things that you love to do, everything. And come and take up the burdens and follow me. We have to give up our free will. It's not that we do not have free will, but we have to give it up. If we give up our free will, then we can be led by the Spirit. Marvel not, John 3, 7, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So it's telling you, if you are born of the Spirit, the Spirit can take you and bring you wherever it wishes. Alright? But if not, then you will be leading yourselves according to the choices that you make. It's simple. Alright? So giving up our will, giving up our free will, and being willing to deny self and come after the Messiah, then we can be led by the Spirit. And let me just speak a little about how the conscience works. Because all of this takes place in the mind. All of what we are speaking about takes place in the mind. And it's in the mind that's where your will is. Each person, each person is a complex being made up of um, their experiences, their fears, their loves, their lusts, their desires, ambitions, a whole lot of things mixed up into one. And molded into that is the man of sin. Sinful being that loves sin and has a comfort zone in sin. Now, in order to serve the Messiah, that old man has to be parked, has to be pushed aside, which is why it says deny self. No, we are not always going to be successful in totally denying that self. And so when the decisions come to us, the decisions will be made according to 
how good our conscience is. Alright? And our conscience is that knowledge of good and evil and how we respond to that knowledge of what is good and evil or right and wrong. So when a word comes to us, we have to decide what is right and what is wrong. First of all, then when we see what is right and what is wrong, then it comes to the point where what do you do? It is wrong. Do you respond and make changes? Or it is wrong. Do you brush it aside and continue? Yes? That is how the conscience works. And that is where free will comes in because free will is encompassed in all those decisions that we make. Alright? So when someone comes to us, for example, and tells us something that I, we were doing wrong, I was like, we were like, wow, I didn't know that. Then it's time now to work in your conscience. What will your conscience do? Will it trigger you to change? Or will your response be a defense? Or will you just continue and just let the word just, just dry up and you continue your life? Alright? This is how it works. This is where free will comes in. Romans 2.14 For when the Gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. A lot of people find that hard to understand, so let me use the Good News Bible version. That was the King James Version. Let me use the Good News Bible version that I think breaks it down very well. The Gentiles do not have the law, but whenever they do by instinct what the law commands, they are their own law, even though they do not have the law. So it's doing the law by instinct. It's the choice that they make. Alright? To do the law. Their conduct shows what the law commands is written in their hearts. Alright? So, what they do shows that the law is written in their hearts. Their conscience also shows that this is true. Since their thoughts sometimes accuse them and sometimes defend them. Let me repeat. Their consciences also show that this is true. Since their thoughts sometimes accuse them and sometimes defend them. This is how it happens. When the word is in your mind. Alright? Your conscience, the person with a good conscience. The conscience will accuse you of being wrong. Alright? And not only accuse you, when you are in the right, the conscience will defend you as being right. This is how it works. So according to how you respond to this um, conviction, then it will determine your outcome. So if when your conscience accuses you that you are wrong, now through your free will, you have to decide, I am wrong, okay, I'm going to make it right. But... You can also decide, I am wrong, but my family is going to be so angry with me. They are not going to talk to me again. I'm going to lose a friend. I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose that. So, you know what? It is better I not say it. Alright? Right away then, because of your free will, you have made your conscience bury that which would have accused you and led you into um a higher level of righteousness but because you are not willing to face the consequences then through your free will you have rejected the truth that is how free will works this is how it works with the holy spirit it is the holy spirit that convicts you and shows you the truth 
The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth that will lead you into all truth. The Holy Spirit leads you and shows you what is truth. But you ultimately have to make the decision, what am I going to do with that truth that is free will? But the true believer now, this comes to the true believer through the Holy Spirit. And the true believer rejects his free will and says, not my will, but your will, Father. Alright? So we use our free will to reject our free will. That's a true believer who grows in the Most High. It's not that we do not have free will. It's that we have to give up our free will. And that is why it is an endurance. Matthew 10.22 And he shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. If we did not have free will, we would be once saved, always saved, as some erroneously say. If we did not have free will, the Messiah would not have to tell us that we have to endure. It is also an overcoming. Revelations 2.11 He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the assemblies. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. So he that overcometh will take part in the first resurrection. It is a choice. You have to overcome. And speaking of the first resurrection, Philippians 3.10, the Apostle Shaul told you how important it was. He told you all the things in Philippians 3 that he was willing to give up. He was willing to give up his righteousness, which is of the law, because he said he kept the law blameless. He was willing to give up his heritage as an Israelite. Anything to attain unto the resurrection of the dead, which we attain by overcoming the enemy. Philippians 3.10 That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. He was speaking about the Messiah. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. If by any means. He was willing to give up everything and all his striving and all our striving should be is to attain unto the resurrection of the dead. And you cannot attain unto the resurrection of the dead unless you overcome. And you overcome by making the right choices. By giving up your free will and allow the rock or the spirit of the Most High to lead you. It's not that we do not have free will. It's that we have to give it up. And do the will of the Father and be a prisoner of the Father. As the Apostle Shaul said several times. Shaul, a prisoner of the Messiah. That's what we have to do. Give up our will and become a prisoner of the Father and the Son. Alright? So all of our entire lives as believers. Is for us to reach, attain the point where we can say. In Lucas 22.42, Lucas 22.42, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. The Messiah here is telling you that he has his own will, but he is willing to give up his will so that the Father's will be done. Plainly, plainly, plainly there. No question as to whether or not we have free will. We do have free will. But it is up to us to give up that will to serve the Father. Otherwise, if we did not have free will, the Father would be unrighteous in judging us. 
for what we have done. If we did not have free will as believers, when we become believers, we would automatically be in the kingdom sitting and waiting and have no ability whatsoever to do evil. Alright? Because that would mean that the spirit of the Most High is in us and the Most High cannot lead us to evil. He can only lead us to good. So when he's leading us, how come we end up sinning? And we end up sinning because of the choices that we make according to the will that we have. Alright? So it's that free will that we have that leads us to sin. It's not the Father that leads us to sin because he tempts no man. Alright? So we have to understand this um, will thing. It's all in the conscience. It all operates in the conscience. And it is dependent on whether or not our consciences are seared, our consciences are bad, or whether we have a good conscience. That will determine the outcome of our choices, of our free will. But, as I said before, it is all about us giving up this free will. It's not that we don't have it, it's that we have to give it up. And in giving it up, then the rock, the spirit, can lead us into righteousness, unto holiness, so that in the end, we will not be castaways. Alright? So, let us strive to reach the point where in the end we can say, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, not my free will, not my will, but thine be done. Alright, thanks for listening and shalom. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Just a Word Radio. We sure do hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. If you feel so inclined, please leave a comment and or a review. We would greatly appreciate it. You may get more detailed teachings on justaword.org. Shalom. Thank you.